Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the flower of conversation, adding the yeast of humour, letting it prove on the internet, and baking a wonderful podcast experience. Mmm. It's not the exact recipe for bread. Please don't take that, uh, write all that down and try and bake bread. There's some other stages. There's that's how you make waffles. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you make waffles, man. Cool, 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 cool. I didn't know you had to prove, like, rough waffle recipe or anything, or... Huh? Didn't know you had to prove it if you're if you're doing waffles. Yeah, yeah, you've, got to, you've always got to prove prove it. Otherwise, people won't believe you. Right? Okay, you don't know anything. What is this podcast, James? This is the Off Menu Podcast. We've got a dream restaurant. I'm a genie. Ed is the proprietor and Maitre D. <laughs> And we welcome a guest into the Dream Restaurant every week and ask them their favourite ever starter main course, side dish, drink, and dessert in that order. And this week, our guest is. Asim Chowdhury. Asim Chowdhury, wonderful actor, writer, comic. You probably know him from People Just Do Nothing. He plays Chabadi G. He's very funny. He is so funny, and People Just Do Nothing is so funny that People Just Do Nothing film Big in Japan is out next week. We're very excited to see it. Very excited. I love People Just Do Nothing, Ed. I think it's hilarious. I think Chabadi G is such a funny character. Uh, I'm very excited to have Asim on the podcast. Yes, indeed. Can't wait to find out his dream menu. But if he says a special ingredient, which we have decided mm. upon, he'll be kicked out of the dream restaurant, even though he's got a film coming out next week, James. And the secret ingredient yeah. this week is peanut, peanut dust. dust. Peanut dust. Peanut dust. For those of you who watch people just do nothing will know. Chabuddy G, he's an entrepreneur, always coming up with different things, wheeling and dealing. And one of the things, in the very first episode... He comes up with peanut dust. He's trying to sell people just the dust from the peanut packets. I think it's a good and idea. Com- comes up a few times throughout the series. Every now and again, little peanut dust reference. The fans have really latched onto it. So we're thinking maybe Asim's going to be tempted to play to the fans on this one. And if he is, he chooses peanut dust. He's Ooh. out. 
We're going to punish him for it. Even though, James, I genuinely think it's a good idea and I would buy it. Yes. I know you yeah. would buy it. Well, would, you, would you use it? You sprinkle it on stuff? or have As it a condiment. Own? I'd use it as a condiment. Yes. I'd occasionally just knack a bit of it. Oh, yeah. I think it I think it would be great. Sometimes I use a powdered peanut butter, which sounds like a similar idea. Right. Yeah. Is that spreadable? What, what's that? You mix it with water. Oh, okay. To make peanut butter. Yeah. It's just like powdered peanut butter. It's, it's like lower in fat and uh-huh. I can basically make loads of it and yeah. not feel sick afterwards. Always surprising me, Ed. You know, everyone, everyone should out there, you all deserve to have a friend like Ed. Mm. You, just ne- you never fully know the man. Yeah, it's a, you know some people are, like talk about. Oh, you always surprise me when you talk about like layers of personality, or you know, yeah. oh, that's something I didn't know about you—an interesting mm. backstory. With me, it's like sometimes I use powdered peanut butter. Yes, I didn't know you added peanut powder to water and made yourself some peanut butter. Very exciting. Well, Ed. Yes. Should we start the episode? Yes, I think we should start the episode. <laughs> Enjoy the off-menu menu of Asim Chowdhury. Welcome, Asim, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you. Sorry. Welcome, Asim Chowdhury, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. I know. So what happened there? Was that an explosion? Yes. Yes. It was. Oh. James is a genie, uh, and he exploded out of his lamp, I'd imagine. Yes. Right, okay. Just be careful doing explosion noises around me. I don't want the government thinking. Because <laughs> how I look, brown with a beard, walking <laughs> to a restaurant, and you going... I could get shot. All right, so be a very abrupt end to the podcast. So you're worried that someone from the government (laughs) is going to hear the explosion, run into the dream restaurant, and they're going to look round, and you're the first guy. They're going to be like, "It must have been us." Yeah, and exactly. And sometimes before I say, I'm not religious man, but sometimes before I eat, I do say a little Bismillah, which means bless, bless. And if I say that combined with a bomb blast, come on. It could yeah. be. It could get a bit weird. All right. Yeah. So. Do you think that level of prejudice is so ingrained that if the government ran in and they saw you and a genie next to a smoking lamp, that they'd still assume <laughs> you were the cause of the noise? Yeah, they'll yeah. still blame me. Yeah. Also, I like that. I like that James is wearing a blue T-shirt, literally looking like a genie. Yeah, he I is. Today, aren't I? Like this that. is this is the most genie. Co- I mean, this is genie blue. This T-shirt. This is yeah. genie blue. <laughs> I don't think anyone's described blue as genie blue. I like that. Yeah. This That's is nice. absolutely proper, authentic genie blue. I'm quite happy with this. <laughs> it's a new T-shirt, Ed, and I thought I'd get a compliment from you today about it. You haven't said anything. Ask him, though. Well, I, I've not said anything. It looks quite similar vibe to a lot of your other T-shirts. Is that fair? <laughs> uh, probably the fairest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't assume it was new, no. but it's very nice. You, I mean, you've got your style, and I think yeah. you're working it. Well done, you. Thank you. Yeah, Asim, you bought any new T-shirts lately? Well, actually, I I haven't. I used to make. Well, I used to make T-shirts. No, I didn't. I had a weird phase. I'm quite an obsessive man, right? Mm-hmm. And when I get into something, I really geek out on it. And I was really, for some reason, I was really obsessed with that "Come Dine with Me" episode. You know, the guy who's like, yes. "Dear Lord, yeah. what a sad little life." Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just like, yeah, you have all the grace of a reversing dump truck. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm not wearing boxes, but I, I'll show you in a minute. But yeah, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, no. Um, but <laughs> that sounded weird. But yeah, so I was really obsessed with it, like to a point You're not where, boxes. like, I knew, I knew it was. Yeah, I know. I am wearing boxes. Sorry, I meant I'm only wearing boxes. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said, I'll show you in a minute. Uh, Fucking hell. Yeah. That sounded so creepy. But I'm sorry, guys. No, no, I, I am just only wearing boxes. I was about to stand up and show you something. Okay. I thought you were going to be our first guest to be Winnie the Poohing it during the record. Yeah. 
Um, how was that? You're good. He got his dick out in the first five minutes. <laughs> We're talking about um, come dine with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was really obsessed with that whole moment. And I don't know why. Like, And I know it was already, I knew about it before, but I really, really got into it. And then I was like was analyzing great. it. And I did like a YouTube breakdown video. And I, this was during lockdown as well. So I was like, I've started a vlog that I like quit after three apps. And I started yeah. a podcast that I quit. I started doing Twitch streaming that I fucking couldn't be bothered with. I'm like that. Like I get into something yeah. and I just give up anyway so before this i was on holiday before lockdown and i was in the jacuzzi and i sprained my ankle so basically for two days i was just inside the hotel and then i just obviously was watching stuff and then i then i was on photoshop and i just made a design of the come dine with me guy his face and then the other people in the background and it says like you know enjoy the money jane or, or something like that <laughs> oh no, no no sorry it says I can't remember what it is. Enjoy the money, Jane. And it was just a really cool design. And I yeah. put it on Twitter, like, as a joke. I was, yeah. like, bored as fuck, whatever. And it went viral. And everyone was like, okay, where can we buy this? And I went, no, 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 I'm not. I don't sell T-shirts. Like, I'm an actor. I don't. That's, that's not my profession. <laughs> I'm not in the fashion industry. But I had to make them. So I got them designed. And, you know, they went, they went mental. And then it then became this whole thing where, like, the actual Jane from the episode she wanted one and she got into my DMs and she started like basically having a go at me being like, you got it all wrong because I analyzed it so deeply that I actually realized that um, Peter, the, the guy, the dear Lord guy, he was actually the victim. <laughs> really? A hundred percent. Like, So for people who don't know about this moment on Come Down With Me, it's when the, at the end, Jane has won mm-hmm. and Peter, whose house the last episode was in, yeah. thought he'd got it in the bag, yeah. didn't, and he takes it very badly, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's reading the results, he gets out the paper and yeah. he says, and in fourth place, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks, he scrolls up and he sees that Jane's won and yeah. then he goes, congratulations, Jane, you've won. Yeah. And then it just starts the most, it's just the way he delivers it as well, the kind of, dear Lord. What sad little life. It was just, (laughs) and then you know, you have all the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck without any tires on. It's so good. Poetry. Like, how the (laughs) fuck do you come up with that? So, anyway, I became obsessed with that. I made the t shirts. They went viral. I even, okay, now I'm going to stand up. Hold on, let me pull my box. Here we go. Oh, you're not going to see. You're not going to see. Here it comes. Um, And then during the vlog thing I did, I even got my girlfriend to do a painting of. Um, that is a brilliant painter. That's exactly like him. That's so exactly, really and she made his, his eye and his eye red, as well. yeah. <laughs> like some Terminator kind of dude. Um, so anyway, I had a really weird obsession with it. But then it, it came full circle, like I said, when Jane from the actual episode attacked me, came in my DMs. You don't know anything. He was a fucking nightmare. You don't know, you know. And then and then we became friends. And then I sent her a T-shirt. And then I've got a picture of the, of the actual Jane wearing the T-shirt. And then the voiceover guy wanted one. So then yeah. I became. Like, it came full circle, and now I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm done with it. You say that you get into stuff and then you give it up. It sounds like that ended appropriately, right? You followed that through as far as you possibly could. Mm. I think so, yeah. I'm very... I'm content with it now. Like, I'm done with it. Like, you know, like... I I mean, obviously, if someone brings it up, I will have a chat about them. I'll talk about the, you know, the very complex politics of it all and the social dynamics, because I found it fascinating. You know, I did a whole breakdown video on YouTube, and not for... Like, just for myself. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't for, I wasn't going to be like, yeah, this is going to be great content. 
fuck the content. This was therapy for myself to get over this obsession. And now I think I'm over it. But I was considering making a musical or something about it. Like, a, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like basing something on it. Because I, I do think it's so brilliant. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're over it, to be honest, <laughs> if, you're, if you're considering uh, funding a musical. <laughs> I'm like the cookie monster, but my cookies are like, come dine with me. That yeah, yeah. You, you said that you had to make loads of T-shirts. Did you make loads of T-shirts or did you lock Steve's in a garage and make him make them and then let him out in the morning? <laughs> And paid him a dinner. Yeah. No, I should. I should have. To be fair, no, I actually just got. I just got the same people who do our corrupt FM merch. I just Perfect. Got them to do it. Did a little brief reference to people just do nothing there. Films coming out big in Japan. It's very exciting. What What can people expect from it? I think you know what. It's one of those. I'm really, really proud of it, and I'm only. I've only become proud of it recently because um, I kind of forgot we made a film because we made it at the at the end of 2019, like right before Corona hit. We were very lucky in Japan. Yeah. Then obviously, you know, the world went to shit. Cinema shut. So the film's been ready for like a year. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a million times, given notes on every meticulous, you know, every meticulous detail. So I kind of, I'm sick of it, right? <laughs> but I let it. You know, you know what it's like when you work yeah. on something. You know, it stops even becoming a thing anymore. It's like it just becomes weird. Then, I, obviously, I haven't even seen it for like four or five months now. It's just been sitting there. But now, like these pre-screenings have been going out, and some film reviewers and whatever influencers have been seeing, and people have been telling me, "Oh, we really love it and all that." So I'm really excited. And tomorrow we've got like a cast and crew and friends and family screening tomorrow at um, Leicester Square, which is like going to be 300 people. And I'm actually quite nervous and excited but also because my mum and my dad they're both divorced they haven't seen each other for like god knows how long like maybe 10 12 years and they're both coming like wow. and my dad's you know bringing his, his 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 wife and his kids and my mum's bringing her kid and like it's gonna be weird but it's kind of sweet in a way because like i said to my mum, is it like is it gonna be weird like you're gonna see dad and like you know my my stepmom and all that and she was like and also, like, I've got friends who are coming who some of them I haven't spoke for years. Some have got friction. Some have got beef. And then everyone just said to me, look, fuck all that. This is a, We're here for you today. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So it's quite sweet. But I am quite nervous because, like I said, my mum and my, I don't know what's going to fucking pop off. You know what I mean? It might be. Maybe your parents will get back together. <laughs> so I'm sick. Is there still a shot 20 years later? Maybe you guys will give it another shot. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go to Disney World again. The lights come up at the end of the film, and they're on the back row getting off with each other. What a sh- <laughs> oh my god, that would be hilarious! I'd love that. You know, you're joking about that. I would love that though. The little, the little kid in me is like, yeah, mom and dad, get back together. It was weird, and I remember when my parents used to argue back in the day. Because they used to argue so much, which is which is why divorce is a, a great option sometimes, because yeah. they were clearly not right for each other. And as an adult, you fully understand that, yeah. you know. But I remember we used to have this thing, which is really sweet and quite pathetic. But when they used to fight, I remember I used to get a little twig and wrap a Tesco bag around uh-huh. it, like a white flag, and I used to run in the room and just wait. Oh, that <laughs> is like, the stop, most heartbreaking thing stop. I've ever heard in my life. I know, <laughs> I know. But yeah, anyway, it's going to be fun. I'm really proud of the film. I think because it's in Japan, mm-hmm. in Tokyo, it's got a cinematic feel, so it feels big. Like, literally, you could point a potato in Japan, you know, it's shit camera, and it would still look epic. Yeah. Like, you know, the place is insane. So it's cinematic, it feels big, but at, at the essence of it, it's literally, it's the same humour, it's the same tone, the characters feel the same. You know, it's a fish out of water story, it's a f- story about friendship. And I've always said this, the thing I kind of envy about, like people like Chibuddy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously he's my in my character, but I do envy him because, you see me, I'm not content in my <laughs> life. You know, I always want more. I want to be, you know, I want to have be more successful. I want to be do more things. I want to write more films, do more TV shows. Like I'll never, it'll never be enough for me, right? But 
Chibuddy, Grinder, Beats, Steve's, they're all content in their little shit world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's something really sweet in that. And I think like Chibuddy doesn't want to have competition and compete with the other businessmen. He wants to be the only entrepreneur in the bloody place. You <laughs> know what I mean? He wants to be number one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. It was one of the things that uh, I'm behind on so many uh, UK sitcoms. And during lockdown, I just binged all of people just do nothing. And I'm very excited mm. to to watch the film. Me, uh, oh, amazing. I've, I've, been, I've been quoting it a lot around the flat. James, if you get really obsessed with people just do nothing, you can make your own T-shirts. I can make a T-shirt. Make t-shirt. Genie blue T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so we always start with still a sparkling water on the podcast. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Uh, you know what? Okay, look, we're all grown-ups here, right? Yes. I like a sparkling water. I do. I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, no fucking chance. Yeah. You know, it's basically like, uh, it's like a fizzy drink without the flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pointless. Um, so I'm partial to a little sparkling water, but only on holiday. Is that weird? No, but let's, let's, dig, let's dig into it. It doesn't feel weird, but I, I want to know the reason. So yeah. is it when you're abroad, there's just something different about your palate or does it feel like a special occasion? It's everything. I'm a different person when I'm abroad. I'll wear things that I would never wear. Like, look, I bought these shorts the other day. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't wear these in real life. For the listener, Asim is holding up some shorts. He's not showing us his boxer shorts that he was wearing earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just a different person on the day. I feel free. I feel like there's no one judging me. I feel, And also, like, the fact that, you know, like, I play a comedy character that's mental and he wears leopard skin and he's a ridiculous human being. So me in real life, I'm quite toned down. I wear black. I'm a bit more, like, low-key. Mm-hmm. So on holiday, I feel like I would have a sparkling water. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I would, and I do feel like, you know, when they say still a sparkling, you go, sparkling. It just makes me feel good as yeah. well. It makes me feel kind of... So do you want this dream meal to be on holiday? No, I don't want it to be on holiday because I, a lot of aspects of my meal are very home-based uh-huh. and stories and family and friends attached to it. So I don't think it... I'm just saying a holiday version of me will have sparkling water. But can I just say one thing, yes. though, that I hate? And this is not a diss to the brand or whoever make it. But, you know, still, like yesterday, I was on a show, and they gave me that water in a can. Still oh, water yeah. In a That's can. a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Do it doesn't feel right coming. Even if you know it's still water, you take a sip, and there's no fizz. It just tastes weird. You feel like you've been let down. It weirds you out. It's kind of like a dream. You know where you can't punch someone? <laughs> Where you're punching them and it's not hitting, or like you know, you you, you can't come. Have you had those ones before? <laughs> and it just dust comes out. Have you had that? When you, like when you're about to when you're about to climax and just I've never like it's, you don't get you just get a little. You don't have that one. Nah, me, me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Nah, that's fucking weird, man. Fucking hell, freaks. Well, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, just an un, just not no climax. A frustrating dream. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. you got about to come and then dust comes out and a genie comes out of your dick. Yeah. You, yeah. you come out. I come out, blue. explosion, cops come in, shoot us both. <laughs> yeah. You, you've got a boner. I've got a boner, yeah. And one of my three wishes are I wish for sparkling water. Because <laughs> this water in a can is not doing it for me. Um and let's go with sparkling water. Yeah. Holiday or not holiday, because I would still have it here. But on holiday, I don't know why, always sparkling water. Do you wanna for, for the sparkling water, do you want to change into the shorts and then you can change back into your more normal clothes for the rest of the meal? Is that a you... Yes, please. Yes, Great. please. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. And you want anything in that sparkling water? You want you want ice cubes, you want lemon, I'll, you want I'll have an ice and a lime, please. I like a bit of lime in my mm. water. 
Why, why does it edge it over the lemon? Lemon, it, I don't want a lemonade, you know. I, I, I just feel like lemon is, is there's a big difference between lemon and lime. Uh-huh. You know, some people are like, oh, whatever. It's not. It's very different, yeah, yeah. I feel. Absolutely. And I love lime. I love the flavour of lime. I'm with you. So, yeah, water and lime. You want a wedge, not a slice, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wedge. Yeah. Definitely wedge. You, what, what's yeah. the point of a slice? Because the wedge, you can get in there and you can pick the wedge up you can, and you can squeeze it and then yeah. you can get it to the right strength. A wedge, you can't squeeze a a slice, can you? No one squeezes a slice. It's messy. Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread. Ask some chowdry. Pop it up, absorb bread. Bloody hell. God, I feel like... Pop it up, absorb bread is quite random as well. <laughs> I would say pop it up, and that's not me being a stereotype. Um, that's me just saying, I like pop it And when I was younger, actually, I, um, in my drama class, I was very naughty. I wasn't naughty. I was, you know, I was a good kid. I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. I was just very, I was very hyper. Yeah. Like I'm sure you you guys were, you know what, you know, like in terms of like funny guys, we always want attention and we always do. So I was a bit, you know, challenging, but my drama teacher absolutely fucking hated me. Like, you know, one of those teachers that like, if you breathe, you get a detention. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, she just didn't like the cut of my gym yeah. and I didn't like the cut of her gym. Yeah. And um, I remember one day in one lesson, my mate threw a rubber at her head, right? Uh-oh. Classic. <laughs> and she turned around and she, uh, yeah. Um, I remember I told this story in America once and they thought I was talking about a condom. They're like, you I was like, no, a rubber is an eraser, we call it. And she turned around, she saw it was me and she just was fuming. It wasn't me, but obviously I'm no snitch. I'm not going to be yeah. like, it was him. Obviously I took the rap for it. And she kicked me out of the drama class, right? This was GCSE as well. She kicked me out and she said, all right, Asim, she went, you need to earn your grade back. And I went, all right. She went, you need to come in on time. You need to blah, blah, blah. And I went, I didn't. I really tried hard for the next like six months I came in on time. I wasn't being naughty. I helped my group with their final production. This is where the Poppadon bit I was going to say. I wrote it. I directed it. I gave myself a tiny part because I thought, you know, I might not get graded here. So it was called The Poppadon Father. <laughs> and it was a, it was like it was like a, the Asian version of The Godfather. <laughs> and it was really... <laughs> And it was really fucking good. Like it was funny, sweet. It was like you know, you come to this day on my daughter's wedding, <laughs> and he was eating poppadoms, <laughs> and you know, it was fucking ridiculous. And there was like you know, shooting going on and like lusty flying everywhere. It, you know, I went to school in Hounslow, so it was like you know, very Asian. Yeah, and then at the end of it, like I was like, okay, I think I've really done a good job here. I, I hope I get a grade. I hope I get a GCSE, right? The, even my whole group, they wrote a letter to the teacher saying, look, we think Asim's deserved it. He's done great. She still didn't grade uh-huh. me. So I basically left school with a U in GCSE. And then I quit any kind of drama acting for years because I thought, oh, I'm not good mm. enough. Or it really disheartened me. And then for years, I didn't do anything. I went into like, you know, like film and media and, you know, script writing and all behind the camera because it really knocked my confidence. Mm. And it, it's amazing, like how how powerful teachers can be. Like a great yeah. teacher, you'll never forget, and a shit. Te- like, and I still am not over oh. that. Like, I still think she did me so wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm the same man. I've got a te- teacher like that. Every time I think about her, I get absolutely furious. Still, yeah. I, I, and you want to go up to her as an adult and say everything that you were yeah. mature enough to be able to like articulate when you were that age. Exactly, exactly. And I and I think deep down, like, you know, she's probably seen me and doing stuff and all that. Like, I was very tempted to go up to after the BAFTA and being yeah. like, Dear Lord, <laughs> <laughs> what a sad little life. Um, you ruined my drama GCSE so you can have the money. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I, I am kind of over it, but I know, I know what you mean, Jay. I still get a little bit kind of frustrated and sad because I do think it's important. And I think teachers, they should recognize, like, I was a good kid, I was a creative kid. Mm. 
who clearly had a lot of good ideas. Okay, I might be a bit of a shit, but you need to get like they're kids. We're kids. Part you know what job. I mean? Like on the complete flip side, my English teacher, absolute fucking legend. Mm -hmm. He used to listen to my old rap songs and he used to like talk about hip hop with me. You know, he would know when I'd come in stinking of weed. He would be like, he would just always chat to me and he's still my friend today. Uh -huh. Till this day, we're still mates. So that goes to show you. And he gave me all the confidence in the world mm -hmm. to be a writer, to, you know, English I loved and playing with the language and very nurturing as a, you know what I mean? As a teacher, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to nurture these kids and give them a chance, man. And I was still a little dickhead, but, you know, so just the flip side, and it goes to show you how important teaching is. Um, it can change, it can shape a kid's life, you know? I don't think we've ever had as uh, open and in-depth and <laughs> uh, earnest and vulnerable answer to Papadoms or Bread ever. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I well, absolutely mate. love that answer. Really lovely answer. But I'll be honest, Asim, the whole time you were talking there, I wanted to ask more questions about the plot of the Poppadom father. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we want to know what happens in the Poppadom father. <laughs> well, I know that we, um, I remember when it started, I did the, but like in an Indian, I was like, do, 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 do. and the doubler came. It was amazing, I'm telling you. You come to the day of my doors. I remember we used to say ox when we were younger. We yeah. used to say not ask. We used to go ox me for this. Like when I was younger, I used to say for some. I don't know why. It was. I think it was like a class thing. Like you know, like if you were working class and and foreign, you would say ox. And we also used to say uh, crips instead of crisps. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, yeah, yeah. I used to go um oh, uh, ox your mom for some crisps. <laughs> Oh, salt and vinegar. And the W's and V's were all over the... Oh, I really want salt and vinegar. Ox your mom for some crepes. She won't give it to me, but she'll give it to you. Ox for crepes. And I, we had all of that in the Papa Don Bar. It was great. It was, was oh, there man, a take so on funny. the horse's head in the bed thing? Yeah. Did you, like, did you do your version of that? No, we didn't. No, we didn't get to... We were... I remember we were discussing that, and it was going to be a, the dog, a dog instead, but it was just... We didn't really have the props for it, and then we wanted someone to play the dead dog, and this one guy was like, oh, what? So I'm going to play the dead dog and have no lines he was like he took it as a bit of a slap so we just kind of left that bit what out. part were you you said you gave yourself a small part do you remember i was a cleaner i just i came in one scene and just sweeped up something and then left and it wasn't even you that threw the rubber this is what's really upsetting me about this all of this was for no reason because it who threw the rubber asim it was my mate it was my mate nicks right. okay now we can say names yeah. we can say names it's not snitching because no no but you know what it wasn't just the rubber incident i was always used to come in late i was always stoned I was always like trying to chat up a girl, not listen. I was a dickhead, but I loved it though. I loved drama. Yeah. Like, it was one of the lessons where I wouldn't bunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I was known, notoriously known as a, uh, a bunker in school. I even got an award and always late. I got an award at the end of school, an ironic award called the Early Bird Award because I was always late or bunking. Never got caught bunking though. That's one thing I'm proud yeah, of. Congrats. Never, ever got caught. It was all just um, allegations. Yes. So I used to come in in the morning, sign into the register. Fuck off, because I went to this school in Hauser called Heathlands, and we our school was behind a massive heath. Yeah. So it was very easy to bunk. Yeah. And we used to build, like, little communities in the heath. Like, I remember oh. we used to get sofas and little cages and, like, sleep there sometimes, like, session all night. What? It was an amazing place. So I was very clever about my bunking. I would come in, sign in, vanish for the periods I don't want to do, the ones I haven't done my coursework mm. for, then come back for the DOS lessons, like drama, like art, you know, the bullshit lessons, German. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the ones no one gave a shit about, you know? Um, so no, I was a little shit, 100%, but I didn't deserve that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, even, it sounds like even when you were bunking off, you put a lot of work into it because you built a yeah. whole makeshift village. <laughs> in some underground, like post-apocalyptic 
Ready Player One. Like village. Total Recall. <laughs> on, on, yeah. It was like that. And we, we used to name the spots as well. Like there was one place that we found an old Christmas tree. And we, we um, on Christmas Eve, actually, we all met up and we put this Christmas tree and we decorated it with Rizzler and drug bags. And that became Eve. And so then forever, that's that's a, still a spot in Hounslow. Like if you're in the park and you go, I meet you at Eve, yeah. me and my boys will know where to meet up. We move on to your main meal now. You're starting with your starter, your dream starter. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know what Pani Booty is. Oh, you know what they are? Or they're also called Golgabbe. No. Little... Oh, yes. Chi- yeah. The chickpea, yeah. the little chickpea yes. things, yeah. One of the best starters okay. you can have. And actually, but I have a different way of doing it, right? So, like, normally, so what they are, they're just like a little kind of puff pastry, I'd say, mm-hmm. right? And then inside there, you fill, you fill it with, like, these kind of lentils, kind of like chana lentils and onions and all this amazing, like, tamarind sauce. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And you have to crack it open, and then you also put a tamarind water in there, and that's what barney is. Barney means water. And then you kind of eat all of it. But I've got a new way of doing it. So you get a shot glass, mm-hmm. right? And you put the, the barney in, right? You put the kind of tamarind water into the, the glass. Then you put your little pastry on top, mm-hmm. right? You eat the pastry and then you do the shot. <laughs> in one yeah. movement. In one little motion. And it kind of makes like all the kind of Muslim boys who aren't allowed to drink. Yeah. They like doing it because it feels like, oh yeah, I mean, I'd be thumbing doing shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes it feel a bit naughty, a bit haram, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'd go for that. And it's, the taste is incredible. I love That's that because when, whenever I've had those in the past, you put it all in the thing and then... You bite down on it, and there's a bit of liquid mm-hmm. loss when you crunch down on it. But with mm-hmm. your system, you don't lose anything. And also, the build is quite long as well. Like you know, you have to get the thing. You got to crack it open. You got to put one bit in, put another bit in, then fill the water in. It's a good, you know, a minute and a half before you eat the fucking thing. So I'm like, pre-prepare all of them, put them on top of the shot glasses, and just go mental, mate. Love it. You know what I mean? Shots, shots, shots. Yeah, love it. Do you think you could extend it and maybe? put some of the elements maybe on your hand uh, to <laughs> yes. yeah, lick it. it off, do the shot, pop it in your mouth. Yeah. Very nice. I like that. I will add that to the agenda. <laughs> How many are you having for a starter? I think, obviously, I'm a bit of a big boy, but I, I reckon I could do five. But I think three or four is acceptable. I think it's you don't want to fill yourself up too much. Also, it's, it's a beautiful taste, but it is quite a strong taste. You don't want that to dominate your palate. Mm. You know, I mean, you might need a little uh, paddock cleanser after, a little mouge bouge, maybe, you know, something to get rid because it's quite a potent. It's lovely, but it's very strong. So, yeah, I think three to five mm-hmm. is perfect. What would you have as a palate cleanser? Good question. I mean, what what are what what are normal palate cleansers like? Well, I'm not really sure because I, I like is it normally something lemony like a mm. like a sorbet or something? they use sorbet quite yeah. a lot sorbet yeah. sort of thing. But I've always found that quite weird because I find sorbet quite a taste. Like it doesn't clean yeah. my palate. Mm-hmm. It's just like having a dessert, isn't it? So it's a bit weird to have in the middle mm-hmm. of a meal. Maybe a little mouthwash then. <laughs> yeah, you could have. A- <laughs> An anti-mouthwash. A real panic cleanser. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know. The sixth shot that you line up could be a shot of mouthwash. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do mouthwash. Yeah. So it goes straight after the gog up on, on the top and you got the yeah. mouthwash beneath it and then bam. The mouthwash. Yeah, exactly. Done. You can Perfect. spit it back out as well if you want to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Have you ever tried boozy ones? Boozy mouthwash? Well, no. Of the... <laughs> <laughs> Of this starter, have you ever been like, oh, instead of the tamarind water, maybe I'll have a little bit of booze? No, it's, I don't, yeah. You know what? I, I don't know what what spirit would go with it, but yeah, I feel like you could try that. That's a, that's a, you know, the thing is, do you have spicy alcohol though? Like, you know, you can get like, 
you can get spice because you can get like what's yeah. their picantes and all they're a bit spicy. Yeah, you, I guess you can get like chili vodka or chili tequila yeah. or something yeah. like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've had I've had peri peri whiskey before, which is fucking lethal. Really? From, from Nando's. From Nando's, yeah. Nando sent me some peri peri whiskey, and it was fucking. Lethal. I've actually got. I've not. Ha- I've not tried that yet. I didn't dare try that. I think I've got a bottle of it downstairs. So that's that's. Yeah, it's 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 pretty lethal, mate. It's, it's quite it good if you. I feel like it'd be good if you had a sore throat though. Uh-huh. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I think it'll be good for you. But it's quite out there. But no, yeah, alcoholic um, gork up there. I reckon that could be a thing. Where is it on the Nando scale? This peri peri whiskey is it like hot, very hot, extra? I, I think it's I think it's extra hot. Yeah, yeah, because it hits you in the back of the throat. Yeah, you know what I mean. It goes straight to the back of the throat, so I think it's pretty lethal. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? 
That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your main course, what's that teeing up? This isn't all Asian theme, by the way, but this I had to do this because this is like one of the best things you'll ever eat in your life, right? So my grandmother is an incredible cook. Like her whole life is just food. Like she's lived on the same council estate in Ealing since like the 60s, you know, completely self-independent woman, like doesn't need anyone's help, like doesn't like lives on like five pounds a week. Right. But she, her cooking is unreal. Like it's just generational passed down menus. And this meal, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Halim. Have you heard of Halim? No. So Halim is like originally like a Persian lentil dish that's kind of slow cooked for hours with shredded kind of lamb. And then you kind of finish it off with fresh ginger, onions, lime, and you have it with fresh naan bread. And this thing is a delicacy, right? So in London, there's only one restaurant in London that actually serves legit Halim. And it's called Aladdin's. And I I don't know, it's somewhere in North London or something, but it's been around for years. And people travel to go get this. It's it's kind of like a winter kind of um, peasant food. Mm. Um, But the taste, I just can't even describe the taste to you. It's just so buttery and filled with flavor and oh my god it's like one of the best things you ever eat anyway my nan is that's one of her specialities right halim and it's uh when my dad because you know my dad was the original chabadi g right like that's what he's based on and my dad used to have a restaurant back in the 90s in hounslow called al medina and my grandmother used to come in every thursday and cook a massive pot of this halim right and people from all over London used to come. I remember as a kid, I remember going to my dad's restaurant and there used to be a queue outside. It was a little takeaway. It wasn't even a restaurant. Yeah. It was a takeaway. And there used to be a queue outside my dad's restaurant for this Halim. And, oh, it's just like, you know, obviously my mum and my dad are, you know, not together anymore. But my dad still talks about that Halim to this day. Yeah. And, like, I, I now and again, I, and my grandmother still loves my dad. My, you know, she's, she's, like, still thinks he's an angel. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, uh, he, I, I've sent him some of the Halim now throughout the years. And every time he eats it, I can just see it transports him back to the 90s, oh, yeah. back when he was the man yeah. as well. Like, because he mm-hmm. was like, he was kind of like a shit Tony Soprano. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he was like the Aldi Tony Soprano of his day. <laughs> you know, he had like a lowered red Mercedes, it had a personalized number plate. You know, he was cool, man. He was a cool guy when he was, you know, in the 90s. He was a bit of a boss. So I think as, as soon as he eats it, it takes him back to that. And it, obviously, it takes me back to so many memories so i would say halim and like i said it's kind of still a, a hidden gem yeah in like in terms of like us as brits like you know we've really embraced south asian culture like we pretty much know all the indian dishes don't we but this is a very very specific dish that comes from a certain part and it takes the, the prep for it is all day long and that's when you know a meal is legit when it literally takes eight hours to cook yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and it can feed hundreds it's that kind of dish like it's just you know almost like a porridge and then but with all the other extra bits you add on and you need to have it with fresh naan bread like straight out of the oven kind of it's amazing it's i couldn't recommend it anymore oh, i man. mean i think we're both gonna go to this aladdin yeah we're going we're, we're going as soon as we can to try and get this <laughs> it's pretty rare that i'm 
genuinely starving by the time someone's finished talking about a dish. And that yeah. that sounds incredible. But my grandmother's one as well. Like that, that one in London is amazing too. But my obviously I'm a bit biased, but my grandmother, I don't know how she's got it, but the recipe is just oh my god, like it's just perfect, man. Like it's absolutely gorgeous. I'll happily turn up at your grandmother's house. Yeah, I was gonna say should, if you're yeah. recommending that feeling. <laughs> yeah, come down. I just love this, like slow cooked stuff. Like I love making slow cooked mm. stuff. I love it's just my favourite thing where you can actually taste the amount of time that's gone into it. Yeah, like is it so? It's cooking all day. Do you say like eight hours? Yeah, it's cooking all day, and like the lamb um, is just for, it's just shredded basically within. So it's just it's just in the the porridge, just like kind of strips of it everywhere. And then I just but what I think makes it obviously is the taste is amazing, but it's the fresh ingredients you put on top. You know, it's the fried onions, the the garlic. Sorry, the ginger. Yeah, you can put fresh chopped chilies as well. And it's just like, oh, man, it's so good, honestly. And it's one of those meals where traditionally it's kind of eaten in a in a big bowl when loads of people eat off the same plate, sit mm. down on the floor kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Probably can't do that these days with Corona. But you know what I mean? Like, that's the that's the vibe. It's a very kind of community together kind of food, peasant food, you know? I mean, if I, w- I can't be trusted in situations like that, to be honest. If we're, everyone sat around the same plate, in within five minutes you'd look and my side would have noticeably more missing like i'd be eating into other people's quadrants yeah. hey man can i get <laughs> fuck off yeah. imagine a little pizza slice amount of stuff yeah no i know what you're saying but yeah definitely so halim i've got the recipe for my nan and you know, obviously i don't know how to make it I mean, my mum can make it but not the same no one can make it like she makes it but i was thinking like man this could be like you know it's an it's a, it's a hidden gem like maybe if you could make it a little bit more easily kind of consumable it could be a quite a big hit mm. like a new kind of delicacy yeah. but i don't know how you'd sell it because it's basically like a porridge so you might have to you know set in a little bread bowl or something and you eat it and it's a very winter time dish as well it's not really a summer mm-hmm. it's very hearty mm. and you know, for the winter. I didn't know that uh, Chibuddy G was based on your dad. That's quite exciting to me. My head's very much in the mode of just thinking about people just do nothing all the time now anyway, because I've just watched it all in one <laughs> go. So right. I've got a lot of questions now, because if you if it's based on your dad. Did your dad used to... You know, there's a scene when you guys go to the, like, the car boot sale and Chibuddy G's trying to negotiate a table with the lady who works there and he puts mm. on that like cockney accent <laughs> oh yeah did your dad do that my and also a little fact for you my dad's in that episode oh wow he's got a cameo yeah my dad's in that episode yeah my dad is like i got the you know when your buddy goes holly like, that's what <laughs> yeah, my, dad, yeah, yeah. my dad my dad's my dad's posh white voice is that he goes holly <laughs> hi hello mate he's like he literally talks like that he's hilarious uh my dad's like super sweet though. i think yeah. that uh, the difference is that like my dad is not like not a seat seedy kind of sleazy. He hasn't got that mm. side of Chibuddy, but he's definitely got the I mean, like I said, he's had like he's owned an Indian restaurant, he's owned a minicab office, he's owned an internet cafe. Mm. There's actually a picture. If you Google Chibuddy G uh, original, I don't know what you could something, but you will see a picture of my dad in the 90s in his internet cafe, and then you'll see a picture of me as Chibuddy. <laughs> And it's exactly the same. And I look just like my dad as well. Like we are complete. And so, yeah, he had all of it, all the internet cafe stuff. That was all real. You know, the, the way all his different businesses, the way he speaks, hello, or lady mate. Like he said, lady, that's what my dad calls women. He goes, hello, lady mate. <laughs> <laughs> he would literally say that. To but the, the best thing about my dad is that like, he loves Chibuddy. And also he doesn't see why Chibuddy's funny. Yeah. Like he doesn't <laughs> see, like, he's like, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's a bloody smart guy. And I'm like, I'm like, dad. 
man. And he's just, bless him, he's always trying. Like, he's always got a new business side. Like, he's into crypto now, and I'm like, that's not going to end well. <laughs> but yeah, he he's a legend. And it's not just based on my dad. It's also based on, like, you know, my mates and my uncles around yeah. Hounslow. There's so many great characters from where I grew up. Mm. Like, just those kind of geezers, like Del Boy, you know, like just yeah. Del Boys, like people who can just get supreme, com- their confidence is up here yeah. and the ability is all the way down there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and just that kind of delusion is, that little gap is just where so much comedy lives. And they're sweet though. That's the thing yeah. that even though like Chabuddy's a dodgy bastard, like he will, he will con your nan. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he will con your nan. He will rob your nan over the phone on some fraud shit. But you still love the guy because he's, an eternal optimist and he just wants to make it. He wants to, he's got that immigrant spirit, you know, and, and, and that whole thing about, you know, there's one line where your buddy goes, I came here in 95, but with nothing but five pound on my brother's passport at my passport. <laughs> that's a true, that's a real thing that my dad says. And every immigrant dad says that I came here with nothing buddy but five pound, man. Yeah. And look at me now. Like they always, any immigrant dad always came with five pounds. Yeah, yeah. don't know what it was. It was like a starter pack. <laughs> just five quid. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, no, I love my dad because he's, uh, uh, he's not perfect but he's a real entrepreneurial kind of guy who's never had a job in his life always did his own thing yeah. he's a risk taker like he would just take a risk but it's yeah. really it's really interesting you say that as well that all the different things your dad's done the restaurant and the and the internet cafe and now crypto and stuff and at the beginning of this interview you were saying well i did a vlog i did streaming <laughs> <Yeah>. and like <laughs> It's just a more modern version of that. It's like, have a go at this, move on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a trier, 100%. I give it a go. I'll give anything a go. And I think, actually, you know, I think comedy is all about taking risks as well. Like, I think that in, in its purest form, like, comedy is that thought in your head where you're like, should I say that? Oh, no, but what if it's shit and no one laughs? But a real, like, someone who really, you know, gives it a go will say it. And it might flop. It might, you might die. But you know what? Fuck it. One, you know, one time you might kill. And that one time you kill, you could be a legend forever. You know what I mean? So that's comedy is taking a risk. And I think in life, you got to take, you got, you know what I mean? You got to, you got to be in it to win it. You know what I mean? Sure. Give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> and like my dad had an, an Italian restaurant as well, which was hilarious in Watford. It was called Bellissimo. And um, he did it up really well, but then he, he refused to get Italian chefs. <laughs> So there's, I think there's a bit in Chabuddy, in, in Chabuddy talks about this where I kind of spoofed it. But this is a true story. He had uh, his two chefs. There was two, uh, one, one Indian guy called Mandeep and one uh, Sikh guy called Gurdave. So they became, uh, they became Mario and Gino. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, like the risotto was basically biryani. <laughs> it was, there, was, there was no difference. So your side dish. Okay, so uh, this is more of a condiment, right? But for me, it's a side dish because I have it with everything. And I would just say straight up chili sauce. It's a certain type of chili sauce as well. Very hard to get. A Scotch bonnet Bayesian sauce from Barbados. Mm-hmm. It's called Country Boy. Uh-huh. And it's very... I, I was in Barbados and um, we were living in... Uh, we was for one of my mates... Um, kind of honeymoon thing i don't know he didn't get married but we still went on the honeymoon um because we paid we paid for it so we had booked a villa but anyway this villa was kind of weird because it was like kind of like an old colonial villa and it had like you know paintings of his like plantation fields and all that and to make it even worse we had like living staff so it was like these uh, people from barbados living with us as staff and they were very much like you know get out vibes like hello sir want some tuna today 
like that. And we were like, felt bad. We were like, no, no, that's, that's fine. We can, we can get the kids. But they just didn't let us do anything. They washed our clothes, everything. And it all felt very like get out vibes. But that's what it was. It was a villa with living staff. And that's there. There was their house. It, it was fucking creepy. And you know, Barbados has got that kind of history as well. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. But anyway, like apart from all the weird get out kind of weird shit, they had this chili sauce and they used to make this fresh tuna <laughs> <laughs> this has better be some fucking good chili sauce, I said. I mean, this, this has to, <laughs> to be the that. most amazing thing anyone has ever picked on the podcast for taster. <laughs> this has to be absolutely incredible, I said. I'm sorry, okay, what can we do? Like, it was just... But anyway, go back to this chili sauce. This chili sauce, yes. fresh tuna sandwiches, right? Like, for, you know, fresh, the freshest tuna you could get. Yeah. And this, this Bayesian scotch bonnet sauce, oh, my God. Like I said, it was called Country Boy. I've looked for it in this country. You can't find it anywhere. Until two weeks ago, someone sent me, because I've talked about it before, mm. right? You know, on I can't remember on what, interviews or whatever. Did you give the context every time? No. No? You get the context. You get the, dark, you get the very dark context. We get the very dark history behind you discovering this hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, you get you get the very dark yeah. shit. Um and someone sent me a link on eBay and I bought it. It was this little bottle, yeah. 16 pound, completely overpriced. Got it. And I've nearly finished it. It's fucking amazing. And it goes with everything. I went to my cousin's on Saturday, last mm-hmm. Saturday, they, and I bought it with me. Yeah. And we had it with lasagna. I had it with everything. Have it with everything, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Could not recommend it anymore. Country boy, Bayesian sauce. Forget all the dark stuff, right? Forget the dark history. Yes. Hard to, I mean, you, you painted a very vivid picture. Very so it's vivid quite, picture. It's quite hard to forget it all. But it was creepy. Oh, but it sure was it creepy. Was. How hot is this chili sauce, Asim? How hot are we talking? Okay, so, right. So, I listen, I can handle a lot of hot stuff, right? But I don't really like food that's, like, I don't want to be in pain. I don't think that's, you know, I mean, I'm not a sadist. Mm. I think that's fucked up when people want to eat the most hottest shit. Like, it just ruins everything. I would say this on a scale out of 10, this is a nice eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a, and it, the reason why it's a nice eight is because the flavor is so good. Yeah. And like I said, try it with fish. Try it with a tuna sandwich. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So I would have that as I know it's ridiculous, but it, that is my side dish because I have it with every. It's on the side of every one of my dishes. How would your grandmother feel about you putting that in her halim? No, 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 no. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. That's that's a uh, that's incest. If anything, <laughs> you don't do that. It'll be like incest. It'll just be wrong. You don't do that. You know, biologically, it's wrong. Mm. Yeah. And also, like, I don't, when I say everything, I don't mean like, I, I mean like, like, I do it to enhance food. Yeah. Like, Indian food doesn't, or Pakistani food doesn't need to be enhanced. You know, I mean, the flavors are very full. And I'd have it on like a, you know, with chips or a burger or a lasagna or, you know, something like that. I'd just throw it on the side. You don't have chips or a burger or a lasagna with this meal. So what are you using yeah. it for this meal? You've got the, I guess you could dip a naan oh. in it. You could. Do you want chips yes. as your side? You can have chips as your side with this sauce. Oh my god! We'd let, we'd let that yeah. happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do yeah. that. But you know, you said that chips in the halim could actually be a great revelation. Yeah. There, think about that. We were talking about yeah. making it more kind of marketable. Sure. Chips and halim chips. Halim Put chips. them in. Get the, the dream, hot sauce involved. The dream halim. Yeah. Halim the dream. Yeah. 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 A bit of hot sauce. Oh, I like that. You just see the businessman start to come out now. Yeah, here we go. Riff, <laughs> riffing the name of it, <laughs> Halim the is. Dream. Here's what we glossed over with your holiday story early on. You said yeah. Thank you, James, because I re- I wanted to put a pin in this as well, and I'm glad we've come back to it. <laughs> you your friends, it was this honeymoon. So A, normally people don't take their mates on the honeymoon. Yeah. But um it, apparently he didn't get married. <laughs> So something went wrong there. Yeah. And then you all went on his honeymoon together. 
Is that what what what's what, what's the story yeah, here? Yeah, pretty much. I don't want to. I don't want to go into it too much because it's personal. Like it's you know, it's not it's not my story to tell. But yeah, basically, there was a wedding planned yeah. in Barbados. Didn't happen. Yeah. We all had bought our tickets, and this villa was very expensive. Yeah. It was like ten of us, and uh, obviously, we're not going to not go. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we went with him, but. She- she didn't go so it was quite fucked up it was quite fucked up i'm not gonna lie the whole situation was not not like normal just it wasn't normal i love the idea of it's already weird anyway because of the place where you're staying your friend's probably a bit he's in a bit of having a bit of a difficult time and you're just sat in the corner going you try this fucking sauce (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it'll make everything better (laughs) and and it it was weird because like obviously both sides the the, you know the, the the bride and the groom both sides of their families still came out to Barbados. So we would run into people wow. like from the other side, you know, aunties yeah. and uncles and all that. And it'll be so awkward. It'll be like, you're right. Hiya. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's great though, isn't it? Yeah. They tried the chili sauce. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It was just an awkward <laughs> yeah, country, country boy as well. A bit of a weird name for it as well, right? I love Bayesian uh, hot sauce as well. The one I've had a lot is uh, Aunt May's. Did you have Aunt May's? Yeah, Aunt May's. So for me, Aunt May's is, you know, is is great. Yeah, it's great. But it's it's too on the nose. Uh-huh. Right. It's too obvious. It's too easily available. I see. I maybe see. it's taste. Maybe it's, it might even be better than Country Boy. But for me, Country Boy has just got nostalgia, pain, history attached to it, dark history attached to mm, it. Yeah. So many things attached to it. Uh, you know, wedding. Yeah. Un- you know, weddings that didn't happen. Yeah honeymoons i mean it's so much stuff going tuna yeah. so many memories for me yeah um but yeah art maze is good it's just a bit too it's a bit too easily accessible i know that sounds weird but it's just too readily available you're a hot, you're a hot sauce hipster. And you're a hot sauce yeah. Hipster. oh yeah. yeah a little yeah. bit yeah i want the shit that no one else yeah. can have your dream drink then well now we're gonna go to japan for this one nice and we are gonna go for ramone you know about ramone no so ramone is uh it's basically seven up mm-hmm. um but the thing that makes ramone so cool is that it's the, the design of the bottle mm. so what it does is that it's got this kind of it's a normal glass bottle but at the top of it there's a little ball or a little cylinder ball yes. that kind of adds acidity to it i think mm-hmm. And also stops it from flying out when you're drinking it. But the way you open it is you open the top bit and then you push down on the top bit and the ball goes into the water and it all fizzles. Yeah. It's like one of the most satisfying things ever. And it's a really nice lemon drink as well. Yeah. And it was just everywhere in Japan. And you can get them here as well. And it's just the fucking coolest, nicest drink on a hot day. Ramone. Absolutely amazing. Uh, ma- mainly for the ritual. Yeah. Have you heard about it though? You must I, have I've seen, seen I've I've seen the bottle. You've done the ball thing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the bottle before. When I went to Japan a couple of years ago, and you sort of see it everywhere. And obviously I got obsessed with multiple drinks in Japan, just the and just mm-hmm. going to the vending machines like five times a day. Oh, amazing. They're just so amazing. phenomenal. They're just being able to get amazing drinks just walking down the street whenever you want. We've all had the discussion of why don't they have those in the UK? And then all comes to the conclusion because people would smash the shit out of them. They'll smash, yeah. yeah, they'll get smashed. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing in Japan, you just don't have to worry about it. You can leave your phone on the street. Yeah. It'll be there the next day. Like it's just it's just a different to society. Um, but yeah, Ramone would be my thing. Yeah. I love it. And it is a really nice lemon seven up kind of vibe. It's really cool. Do you think there are other drinks that maybe you prefer the taste of that just don't have a little ball in the top? And maybe mm. your dream drink would be <laughs> having that drink in a bottle with the uh, but we could like put the ball in for you. Put the ball in? Pop a ball in? Yeah. 
Would you pop a ball in? Pop a ball in to your drink. Pop a ball in. Pop a ball in. I love, I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite drinks ever yeah. is just the Coke Zero. Yeah. Like, no, I don't like Diet Coke. Yeah. I don't really, I think full fat Coke is too much. Yeah. Like, it's too much sugar. Absolutely. I'll be too, I'll be too hype. Yes. A Coke Zero is, I don't know what, I just think it's, it's years, light years ahead of any other diet kind of drink. Really? Like, Diet Pepsi is fucking disgusting. Oh, <laughs> I've got a fridge full of Diet Pepsi, my man. I love Diet Pepsi. No, you don't. I love it. I've got a fridge full of it. I love Diet Pepsi. Fuck off. The last, are you serious? The last drink that touched my lips today was a Diet Pepsi. A diet, are you, not Pepsi Max, because Pepsi Max is nice. I am I like Pepsi shocked. Max. i got Diet Pepsi in the fridge, my man. I can go and get you a can Fucking right now and prove it. No, you are the first person who has... I know who has willingly bought Diet Pepsi because Diet Pepsi is normally the choice in a takeaway when they don't do. Are you serious? I, I love hate it. it. Every time I've it. had a Diet Pepsi, I'm I'm with wow. I'm with you here, Asim. Every time I've had a Diet Pepsi, it tastes like it's been sat there for so long that the can has started to melt into the mm. drink. Like it tastes of yes. can. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Wait. So okay. Wait. James, do you like normal Pepsi or Pepsi Max as well? I like Pepsi Max. I like Cherry Pepsi Max. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Real treat drink. Yeah. That's like a dessert in a can. Yeah. But Coke, Diet Coke, Coke's... For a long time, I liked Diet Coke because Same. I gave up drinking caffeine yeah. uh, years ago. Like five, you know, five years, I had no caffeine. And then I started drinking Diet Coke again. And it tasted mm. like normal Coke because that had been so long. I, I hadn't yeah, had yeah. normal Coke in so long. That's exactly Suddenly, it. Diet Coke tasted like normal Coke. Loved mm. Diet Coke for ages. Just drank Diet Coke. Yeah. Thought Coke Zero was the same as Diet Coke. We'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. You can tell me why I'm wrong. Ooh. Start getting bored with Diet Coke. Had a Diet Pepsi one day and Ooh. thought, oh, oh my God. there's flavours in this that aren't in a Diet Coke. And, no! and it, this, is, this is way more exciting. That it, it, it tasted almost botanical. I loved it. Can you please hold some kind of poll? Because, I, I James, I, I, I respect you. Yes. But I, I'm shocked by yeah. this because I've never heard shocked. someone willingly drink Diet Pepsi. In my life, weirdly, Asim, I've never heard that he now drinks Diet Pepsi. Uh, even though is this a new I thing? have heard, is it I new? have heard the start of that story around eight hundred wow. times. So there's now wow. an end to that story. Never gets old. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a Diet Pepsi shocked. now. You carry on talking. I'm gonna go get a Diet Pepsi. Oh, he's doing. He's trolling you oh now, Asim. God. I can't believe he's actually getting a Diet Pepsi. Got some kind of wholesale. He went to Costco yeah. <laughs> and it was that they had no Diet Coke left and he thought, let me just get this massive crate of Diet So now he's got 400 cans of Diet Pepsi or maybe, in his garage. Maybe he's in the pocket of Big Pepsi. Maybe this is Pepsi have sponsored oh, him so? and he's not told me. We're just trying to pondering. Oh my God. I got it so right here. You can as well. Is it cold? It is cold. Can we hear you open it, please? Yeah. Oh yeah, not enough oh, fizz. Not enough fizz, though. Yeah, I want to. Oh yeah, there, there the, we go. The yeah. exact yeah. right amount of fizz. Diet Diet Coke is too fizzy. It it attack. I can feel it dissolving my gums. This is soothing. Yeah. Diet Coke is pretty fizzy actually, but Coke Zero is the sweet spot. Honestly, mm. is it less fizzy a Coke Zero? Yeah. I think so. But well, why do you have this? We were saying, did you get some kind of wholesale deal and you're stuck with him? Or are you in the pocket of the old Pepsi oh, master? Am I, am, am I, yeah. Am I making money off big Pepsi? No. <laughs> this, actually, it's the same thing that you said earlier. You know, you get a takeaway and they send you Diet Pepsi instead of Diet Coke. I, I, yeah, had, they do. I had that one day. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. And I was like, actually, I prefer this because I actually like it when fizzy drinks go a bit flat. Oh, and I, I just started to find Diet Coke kind of a bit flavourless. It's aggressively fizzy and not much like flavour to it. I agree with you there. Um, I think whoa, Diet whoa, Coke whoa, whoa, whoa. tricked us all for years. Yeah. I think. Come on. This is Diet Coke's mm -hmm. the OG, Diet Coke's the best. It tastes amazing. What? It's refreshing on a hot day. 
It's incredible. You can have two or three cans of Diet Coke, whereas all of these other things are like a meal in a glass. I'm drinking my second Diet Pepsi of the day right here. Yeah, only for a joke. Yes. <laughs> it's only the punchline to a joke yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Look, I just want you to run some kind of poll. I want us to find out. Put Coke, mm. Coke Diet Coke... Um, Coke Zero and Diet Pepsi, and let's just see who the winner yeah. is. Win. Can we do that on one of your socials 100%. or something? When this comes out, let's just. I want to end this. Yeah, we'll do it. I want to end this because I've been speaking about it a lot for for a long time yeah. to a lot of people. Coke Zero, I'm telling you now, Coke Zero will smash the shit out of that. I hole. think it's going to be Diet Coke, but I know we're oh. all just thinking that the ones we like are, are the best. But um, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting, though. I'd like to, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Diet Coke will win, annoyingly. It's, it's, it's like... Yeah, it might It might win. It might win. Yeah. But you're right, though, James. I realise that. It's too fizzy, and it yeah. does lack a lot of taste. Yeah. I think it, I think it pulled the wall over our eyes for a long time. Yeah. But what I was saying, a Coke Zero, pop a ball in. Pop a ball Could in. Could be my favourite drink yeah. ever. Pop a ball in the Coke Zero. I was going to say, do, do, you want, yeah. do you want a pop a ball in the country, boy? <laughs> <laughs> James just spat his Diet Pepsi out. Just just just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do you want to pop a ball in the country, boy? Um, you know, I, honestly, I think the ball thing is just a, it's just a, uh, I think it's just so it, the, the drink doesn't come out. Yeah. I think that's the only reason it's there. I don't know if it adds any flavor or acidity. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard that. I don't think it's true. I think it's literally like if you get a bottle of Ramone yeah. and you do that, mm. it won't come out. Yeah. It will come out slowly if you drink it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the only yeah. reason it's there for. But I don't know. I'm not fully sure. Um, but no, I won't pop a ball in the country, boy. I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> can the ball also turn the bottle into like a deodorant kind of thing? Oh. You roll it. You can roll the drink directly onto your pits. Uh, that's quite nice. in your body that way. That would be yeah. good with hot sauce if you don't want too much. You can just roll it across the top of a bit of fish. Just do like yeah. a stripe. <laughs> yeah, look like a little tip X That's mouse. a great yeah. idea, actually. That is a little roll-on chili sauce. <laughs> yeah. That is really bad, nice. Is Great idea. Get your dad on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. All right, Dad, listen, I've got an idea. We arrive at your dessert. Very excited to hear what this is. Okay, I'm... Um, God, I feel like it's just such an Asian... I'm very sorry for being so Asian. Um, basically, I'm going to go for a, a dessert. Thanks for apologising, Asim, because we're really... <laughs> yeah. Not enough people apologise on this podcast for being too yeah, we Asian. Should, we should. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm going I'm to go for a dessert that my dad used to actually serve in one of his restaurants. And it was... Uh, so, for, in my opinion... And obviously, I'm biased there. The be- what's the best mango you ever had, boys? Oh, best mango. Uh, this is a bit. Look, I I am shamefully. Uh, I don't think I've had any good mangoes really. Because no. oh my god. But even though I now live around the corner from a mango man who oh, every t- uh, mango season, the it's like a pop up shop that only it's like a, an empty yeah. shell of a shop until mango season yeah. rolls around, and then it's just full of mangoes. Yeah. And I need to I need to go and buy some mangoes. That's exciting. Yeah, mango. See the mango man. Mango, yeah. see the mango man. I mean, I, I also would say, yeah, I probably, even though I love mangoes, I've never, probably, never had a brilliant one. We had uh, Harry Kondabolu on the podcast, and was he saying Alfonso mango was the best? I can't he remember. Of course, he, of course, he would. <laughs> of course, he would. Oh, are we gonna have a? Are yeah. we gonna have a mango war? Um, this is quite a heated debate, actually. I remember I put this up in my story a few months ago, and I was in Southall uh, with my dad and my little brothers. And we went to go get the best mangoes in the world, which are Pakistani mangoes, uh-huh. okay? 
um, any type of Pakistani mango as well. It doesn't matter. You can just get, you can get um, any, literally anyone. Yeah. So with India, you can only get Alfonso, which is the good one. They, they don't really have, you know, the Quesan or they're not as good. Pakistani mangoes, anyone, yeah. the best mangoes in the world. And a real, true, honest Indian man would admit that. <laughs> as a lot of my, as a lot of my Indian friends, a lot of my Indian friends admit that as well. They they go, you got us on this one. You got the mango thing. Yeah. You know, we might not have all the um the economy and all that and education. We don't have that, but <laughs> they've definitely got us on that. And the GCSE results and A levels and all that. And you know, most good things they've got us on. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But when it comes to mangoes, let us have this one, please, because we deserve it. Pakistani mangoes are the best. And that's not my dessert. Yeah. What it will be, will be a Pakistani mango. Yeah. And my dad used to cut them in half and then fill them with sorbet inside. Ooh. And the sorbet would be made from the mango, you know, the Pakistani mangoes. Uh-huh. Best dessert ever. Best mangoes ever. And if you haven't tried them, please, mate, you live next to a mango Yeah, man. I've got to go to the mango man. Tell the mango man you want the Pakistani mangoes. And if he says he's only got Indian ones, walk away. No, because I know that there's definitely also a little bit further away, but there is a man selling Pakistani mangoes as well, because I walked past that the Ooh. other day. It used to be a mini cab Beef. office, and now it's pivoted to selling mangoes. So I'm going to... That's what happens, yeah. because they're so seasonal... And I think the season's gone now, but it was like, you know, a month ago or whatever. But oh my God, like the best, the best mangoes ever. And it's, we grew up eating them as children. What makes them the best? J- just try them. They're sweet. They are filled with flavor. They are soft. They are just, oh man, I can't explain it. Like honestly, and you need to have them refrigerated as well before mm-hmm. you eat them. Get them a bit cold. It's the best thing ever. And the most the most thing that really annoys me is that when you, those, you know, a lot of people's experience with mango is the fucking little carb ones you get in Sainsbury's. Yeah. They're not even mangoes with lime. Fuck <laughs> off. That's not how you eat mangoes. Yeah. Acid. There's a pot of Pret Mango in my fridge with a wedge of lime in it. I'm so sorry. You're a disgusting <laughs> man. Disgusting. Fucking hell. And you live next to a mango yeah, man. Be ashamed that. Of yourself. He will he will head he will nut you if you saw that. <laughs> yep. He would give you would nut you straight, no questions asked. Yeah. Like, just please, boys, Pakistani mangoes. Yeah, yeah. All the listeners, go source some. You know they're everywhere. When in season, you can get them everywhere. They are the best, and we need to end this debate as well. Yeah, yeah. The Indian versus. Also, I will say honorable mention to the Filipino mango. Uh huh. Also delicious. Right. Is Filipino better than the Indian mangoes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. But better than an Alfonso mango. Yeah, Alfonso ma- mangoes are good, but try the Filipino ones too. I yeah. reckon they I reckon they're tied. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they're tied. But none of them are touching Pakistani mangoes. Yeah. Nowhere near. Who's making this sorbet? Mario and Gino? Mario and Gino. <laughs> Mario and Gino are definitely making a bellissima, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely making it. I remember once they when I went to there, they made me a pizza and uh they like I was like I was like 15 or 16 at the time. And, you know, the pizza was all right. But the way they decorated the veg on top, they did a smiley face. I went, what are you not doing? Yeah. And they went, no, it's smiley face. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I know what it is. I went and I was like, is that how you're serving the customers? They're like, yeah, customer. And I was like, you don't do that. That's not, we're not children. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, you know, it was an absolute mess. Oh, amazing. That's going to round off the meal perfectly, I think. Really, you've got yeah. the palate cleanser there. You've got the palate cleanser ready to go. Yeah, sorbet. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah. you've got the sorbet the and you've got, obviously, the mouthwash earlier in the meal as well. So, yeah, yeah. palate's going to be squeaky clean. Well, I'm going to read your order back to you now, Asim. See how you feel about it. Okay. Um, right. Water, you want sparkling water with ice and a wedge of lime. Mm-hmm. Poppadoms or bread, you would like poppadoms. Starter, mm-hmm. panipuri shots with a shot of mouthwash uh, <laughs> after it. 
Uh, Maine, your grandmother's Helene. Mm. Side dish, country boy Scott Bonnet uh, sauce. Drink, uh, Ramoon, did you say? Yeah, Ramoon. I think it might be Ramune. Ramune, Ramoon. James, don't forget the chips. You would like some chips with the side as well, with the country Country boy, boy, because otherwise you're putting those on the Helene, which you came round to eventually, but only if there's chips in the Helene as well. I want to try that, yeah. And dessert, Pakistani mango filled with mango sorbet. That's not not bad. That does sound... Really nice. And also, I mean, that's... We've had a few menus like this um, where I haven't tried... There are three things on there. The mango and mango sorbet, the country boy, and the halim that I've never tried. And I really want to try all three of those. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, me too. But there's three things, but one of them's chips, weirdly. I've never had chips. So I've (laughs) never had chips. chips. He's never had a wedge of lime? (laughs) Well, you know what? At the end of one of these things, uh, uh, you know, if we've all learned something... Um, I think that's what's good. Yeah. Like you try something new, you know. Like I, all these things, you know, were just me, with me from from the start of my child, you know, from mm-hmm. since childhood. So for me, they they brought me a lot of pleasure, pleasure over the years. And if I can share that, why not, man? Spread the love. That's what food's about. Food, food is love, love, isn't it? I'm go- I'm definitely going to Aladdin's. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to go to the place where you got the sauce originally. Um, <laughs> never go in there. Well, I, don't, I think I think you need a time machine for that, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'll be getting some of the sauce once I've done a rigorous background check into how it's produced. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's make sure we check that. Yeah. 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 Asim, if this was your cool. come dine with me menu, if you did celebrity oh, come yes. dine with me, and it didn't win, hmm. what would you say when you found out the results? Dear Lord. <laughs> What a sad little life. Congratulations, James, Ed. You've won. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. I hope it makes you very happy. <laughs> now take your menu and get off my property. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Asim. Thank you, Asim. Thank you, guys. Well, there we have it. A wonderful menu from Asim there, James. Mm-mm-mm. Mouth-watering, I'd say. Yes, we're going to go to Aladdin's to try yep. Halim. Uh, we've just looked at where it is. It's in Hendon. The genie is going to Aladdin's, baby. Ooh, what an exciting crossover. Yeah, it's very exciting. Le- it's actually the least exciting crossover there could possibly be. It's not a crossover at all, really. Yeah, they won't be impressed. When I get there and I say, I'm a genie, they'll be like, yeah, well, who cares? Yeah, we can tell from your T-shirt. Yeah, we, 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 we know plenty of genies. We're Aladdin's, mate. I thought this yeah. would be exciting for And they'll you. be like, I'm just a man. They'll be like, please come in. Yeah, wow. It's so lovely to finally meet a normal man after all these genies coming in all the time yeah. and talking parrots <laughs> and the like. Iago, the parrot? Yes. Abu the monkey? Yes. <laughs> How many? Jasmine? Jasmine. Raja is the tiger. The sultan? The sultan. Jafar's buddy. The lady who goes, think he's rather tasty. That lady? <laughs> Susie Essman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Susie Essman. Anyway, those are all the characters from Aladdin we could name. Wonderful yep. uh, menu from Asim. Uh, really liked it. And he didn't say peanut dust. He didn't try and pitch it to the fans. Congratulations, Asim. You get to have the entire menu. You get to eat all of that, which uh, I'm envious of. And I'm going to make it my life mission. Yes. To have as much stuff on that menu as I can. Yes, please. And also, it means that we will now officially... Plug your film, People Just Do Nothing, Big in Japan, which is out on the 18th of August, 18th. James. If you're listening to this on the day the podcast comes out, it is now the 11th of August. That means mm-hmm. next Wednesday, the People Just Do Nothing film is coming out. Go to the cinemas to see it. Yes, very excited to see that. Um, 
Oh, well, I've had a lovely time, Ed. I don't know about you. Me too. I've had a great time, mate. What a lovely old podcast it was and what a lovely old podcast it is. Uh, yeah. I'm on tour in 2022 doing a show called Electric, edgamble.co.uk for tickets. Go and buy some tickets. And keep an eye out on Twitter for the Twitter poll that the great Benito will be launching alongside yes. this episode. Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, Coke Zero, Pepsi Max. You've got to choose your team. Diet Coke for me. Diet Pepsi for me. Coke Zero for Asim. Benito, are you Pepsi Max? Just nod. No, he's not. What, Diet Coke? He's, he's Diet Team Coke DC, boy, of course well, he is. Well, that's pretty rich. That's rich from someone who constantly edits out my brilliant Diet Coke story every single episode. I tell that Diet Coke story with a plum, and he's a Diet Coke boy, and he's editing it out. Are you kidding me? Well, the Diet Coke story today, there's a new end to it. I don't think we've had the Diet Pepsi end before. So I if, think you, I've if mentioned you've added that I like to Diet it, Pepsi I think it's going to stay in the Maybe edit. that's been edited out as well in the past, but I've definitely mentioned that I like Diet Pepsi more than Diet Coke. Not within the context of the Diet Coke story. That's the thing, isn't it? It's weird. I've, I've associated myself with Diet Coke now, even though I'm a Diet Pepsi boy. Uh, anyway. Crazy life. Probably the end of the podcast now. Crazy life that I lead. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Keep it fizzy. Always stay busy. Hello, I'm Lee Sanders, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might like my podcast, Cuddle Club. It's about cuddling, yes, but really it's just a way into relationships and asking cheeky questions like who was your mum's favourite and uh, when were you last unfaithful? Previous guests include Alan Davies, Ashley B, Catherine Mayan, Rich Dosman, Ed Gamble, Nish Kumar, and other legends. Get it on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your all podcasts. And remember to CC everybody in if CC stands for Cuddle Club. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.